0: Block Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pickskin Puzzles on this Tuesday, March seventh, two thousand seventeen, NFL free agency edition on Block Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy Thomas Murphy, the murph Dog himself. What's up, man? And all I have to say is, it's the beginning of the legal tampering period in the National Football League.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Uh, that time is upon us, man. And uh, oh, this week is just going to drive me nuts, man. There's, uh, you know, so many rumors flying around. You know, we're going to get to that. And, uh, like, yeah, finally we're going to see which ones uh, come to fruition.
0: Absolutely, Tom. And as we know, between now and 4 o'clock on Thursday – when the new year officially starts, we're gonna hear so many rumors. We're probably gonna even we're probably even gonna know some of the signings before that time on Thursday at four o'clock. So this was makes it fun. All the rumors, all the hearsay, everything at the combine we're going to get to. But Tom, the first thing we have to bring up in terms of the salary cap mm-hmm. this year, it went up a little bit. Last year it was a little over one hundred and fifty five million. Tom this year it's at one sixty so a lot of teams and we'll get to which teams have the most cap space they're going to spend big time in free agency
1: oh yeah absolutely that 12 like that extra 12 million makes a huge uh, difference that uh that allows you to sign you know pretty much a uh you know really you know almost you know close to like uh, elite level at that amount so uh I mean, yeah, that definitely makes a huge difference and gives a little more room to some of those that were playing uh, like uh, very close to the, uh, you know, very very close to dead even.
0: Now, Tom, the team that that has the most cap space as we stand here today, right now on the show, are the Cleveland Browns. They have over 100 million. That's right, you heard it correct, over 100 million in cap space. So, Tom. We'll get to them on some of the guys they might pursue. But that's not too shabby having that much cap space. If you're the Cleveland Browns, you have to do a lot of damage uh, starting today.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And uh, to be honest, you know, I'm not even saying this to be, uh, you know, sarcastic or something. You know,
0: they're,
1: they may actually have to pay a little extra to some uh, if they want to sign, like, a big-name player. Uh, I mean, because everybody knows, I mean, Sad to say that, uh, you know, the organ, the uh, the front office there in Cleveland has not made uh, Cleveland a very desirable place to play. You know, considering their record and just like all of the messes that have gone on, you know, with coaching and, you know, them uh, them firing some coaches after one season. I think they, I think they've done that to two in the past uh, in the past ten years. It's just incredible. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to have to. Uh, They're definitely going to have to spend a a lot, a lot of that money if they want things to change.
0: Yeah, we'll get to the Cleveland Browns a little later in terms of maybe some quarterback that they could go after, but we'll get to that in a little bit. I want to first talk about, Tom, some of the running backs be available in free agency. And the first guy that comes to mind, Tom, is Adrian Peterson. The Vikings declined his option. And some of the teams that you're hearing so far, Tom, are the Raiders, the Giants and a rumor came out yesterday that Adrian Peterson might even take a discount to join the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Uh
1: yes, unfortunately I did hear that uh that last uh rumbling too and I'm very curious about how uh you know that would play down, you know, he's got a he does have a uh, quite a history and we know that uh Mrs. Mrs. Kraft, the owner's wife is not uh too fond of that kind of stuff, but uh I'm, uh, yeah. And I mean, it, it's just like, it's one of those things. Uh, I don't think the Patriots really need him. I don't think, uh, I don't know exactly if the Patriots were very interested in him, in him to, uh, to begin with. And you also have to remember as great as Adrian Peterson is definitely one of the, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, the hands down the best back in the NFL still considered the top five when he's healthy, but you know, that's a huge if when he's healthy and, uh, Mm So, I mean, I can't even uh, you could probably count on like uh, less than half a hand, how many full seasons that he's actually uh, played in his entire career. You know, Uh, if he if you get like 12 games out of him in a season, you're consider yourself lucky. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, the first two teams you mentioned, the Raiders and Giants could definitely benefit from signing him.
0: Well, Tom, that was a perfect segue you mentioned about how many games AP has played because over the last three seasons, he has only played 20 games, including three last year. This guy has been banged up over the last couple of seasons. Only in 2015 did he play a full season, and he was a beast that year. Had 11 touchdowns on the ground for the Vikings. And Tom, let's not forget, in two weeks, actually, in two weeks, this guy will turn 32 years old. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, I was actually – that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, I know he's at least – I know he's uh, probably pushing 30. I did not even know that he was going to be 32, uh, you know, because he was drafted the same year as Marshawn Lynch. So, and then Marshawn Lynch, of course, retired at the end of last season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, definitely something some teams are going to uh, have to keep in mind. I would definitely think a team that had a lot of uh, – a lot of cap space, and I have to think he's going to give uh, New England a discount. What kind of uh, discount is he going to, going to be giving, considering he's not going to be getting a uh, you know elite running back contract, uh, probably from any team at this point.
0: Yeah, and for everyone out there wondering the Patriots and what their cap situation is. They have $61 million that's available to them. Now, they have to make some tough decisions as well in the coming years, but they have the space to do it if they do want to bring in Adrian Peterson, considering that Laguerre Blunt is a free agent on their team. But, Tom, there's always a possibility that AP could go back to Minnesota if that price tag comes down. But that was a no-brainer for them to let AP go because his option, Tom, for this year was $18 million, which is too much even for him.
1: Yeah, no, you definitely do not want to be uh, you know, spending an $18 million option on a 32-year-old uh, running back. So, yeah, definitely, definitely made sense for them. And uh, I'm sure Minnesota will be uh, trying to pick up a uh, running back at some point in the draft.
0: Now, Tom, another injury-plagued running back who will be available in the free agent market, and that's the Chiefs, Jamal Charles, who, like AP, only played three games last year. So for the Chiefs, again, these are tough decisions you have to make, but it is a business. Let him test the market, see what's out there. Maybe Jamal Charles meets up again with his ex-coach, Doug Peterson, in Philadelphia. Who knows? But, Tom, you talk about Jamal Charles' career, like AP, very successful when he's on the field. If not, this guy, again, he gets injured just like Adrian Peterson.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, we're talking about 20 games in the past three years and, uh, three, uh, for AP and three, uh, you know, three games last year. And I think only about four or five, uh, in 2015. So, I mean, regardless of, uh, being banged up, you know, he had, Jamal has to be very rusty and, uh, I mean, yeah, he's definitely going to be a guy playing, uh, you know, playing at a, uh, a discount for some team probably, uh you know it's uh, he probably can offer you know offer something you can't uh, think a team's going to want to sign them as as uh, their number one back but you know when you have a uh, guy like you know Jamal Charles who's the all-time leading rusher in Kansas City and just think of how many running backs they've had in uh you know in their history so i mean that speaks volumes uh but yeah definitely uh you know, even you could probably think some of those teams that we mentioned before, the Raiders and the uh, Giants, could possibly look into him if they could if they could sign him for a reasonable contract. You definitely don't want to be, uh, you know, paying uh, you know elite starter money for Jamal Charles at this point in his career.
0: Yeah, no, you don't. And as you mentioned, Tom, Jamal Charles has only played eight games. The last two seasons, but as you mentioned, Oakland's going to be a nice destination for one of these couple of running backs who is a free agent as well. so there's pretty amount of interesting running backs around the market, guys who can still play if they're on the field and if they're healthy. Now, the chiefs and some of their fans might be upset that Jamal Charles is gone, but one guy who they're very happy and they don't have to worry about this guy's status long-term on the Chiefs, and that's the safety Eric Berry-Tom, who got a big-time contract, the most guaranteed for a safety in the NFL at $40 million.
1: Oh, yes. Um, uh, you know, and a big congratulations to my, uh, good buddy drew out in Colorado's, a lifelong chiefs fan. Uh, it's very, very excited about that. Uh, of course, uh, the Kansas city needed need to make some moves to, uh, fulfill that, uh, because it pretty much became clear that, uh, Eric Berry wasn't going to stand for another, getting the franchise tag for another season. Uh, but yeah, uh, Eric Berry's just such a wonderful story. I know he wanted to stay in Kansas City, so I think this worked out best for everybody involved.
0: Yeah, it did, no doubt. You knew they were going to work something out. There was no way that Eric Berry was not going to stay a member of the Chiefs. Tom, I know you were hoping that maybe there would have been a fumble in the negotiations and somehow he would end up as a Buffalo Bill, but the
1: Chiefs (laughs) think
0: they needed him back. They did it. Listen, you got to pay this guy all the money that he deserves. He's such a talented player. Like I mentioned, most money guaranteed for a safety at $40 million, surpassing the Honey Badgers $35 million. Now, Tom, it's funny because we did a show last Tuesday, and we were already hinting at the possibility of the Jets releasing Darrell Revis. and probably, I would say maybe 10, 12 hours later, it became official on the same day we did a show that the Jets moved on from one of their great cornerback Jarrell Revis.
1: Yeah, no, it was funny. I think that that's happened a couple times when we've done a show in the morning that uh the news the news actually uh you know comes true at about uh you know 10, 10 or 12 hours later. Uh and I think yeah, you hit it right on that. It was probably like around 7 p.m. when uh you uh let me know that uh Revis was cut, but yeah, I think we could kind of see it uh kind of see it coming from uh Look a ways away, you know. I think he has to clear up some of his legal stuff, and uh, yeah, uh, just kind of wondering. Uh, it, it may be time for him to just hang it up. Uh, but you know, out there, there is some team that probably will give him another shot, and you know, we'll see what he see what he does with it. I'm, I'm hoping it's not the Bills. We definitely have some uh, have some uh, holes in the secondary to fill, and I just uh, don't I don't want to be uh, one to give Darrell Revis another chance.
0: Yeah, Tom, and you never know. There is a possibility that some of these teams that are interested in Darrow Revis might ask him to play safety for them.
1: I guess that could that could be a possibility. That seems to be a new trend of uh you know, having uh having cornerbacks who are just struggling a little bit uh, move over to safety and it works out uh, sometimes it works out very well for them.
0: Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, the Murph Dog, and we're going through some of the biggest names that will be available in NFL free agency. And, Tom, we'll keep the scene with the Jets for one second because they also released Brandon Marshall, who will be on the market as well. And when you look at some of the wide receivers that are going to be available, they're pretty, it's a pretty solid list. And it might start with Brandon Marshall, who I know last year had a down season. But this guy, I think, is still productive. It's going to be interesting, though, to see which team will take a chance on him, Tom. Because let's not forget, he is also a studio analyst for Inside the NFL on Tuesdays. So whoever signs him has to take that into consideration as well.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, definitely, uh You know, something you got to consider. And um, man, I got to say, you know, it's uh, pretty much uh, a lot of teams are very interested in Marshall. Uh, I know, of course, the rumblings uh, from Buffalo Bills fans are very heavy on that. I don't see him coming to Buffalo. I just don't don't see it happening. But uh, man, you just got to say the Jets have really, uh, really been cleaning some house lately. And uh, man, it's going to be it's going to look very, very different on that uh, roster uh, come next season.
0: Oh, it will. it will. It definitely will, for sure. And there might be more moves to come between now and Thursday. Some of the veterans that they have on their team, they might let them go as well. But yeah, with Brandon Marshall, the teams you're hearing about, even the Patriots, of course, the Patriots might have mutual interest. But I'm very curious to see how Bill Belichick will handle that situation when Brandon Marshall goes to New York every Tuesday to do a show. So I'm not sure if he would be 100% behind that. But you'll be hearing the Ravens. Might look at Brandon Marshall to replace Steve Smith or even New York Giants. So there's a possibility that Brandon Marshall could stay, Tom, in the tri-state area and team up with Odell Beckham, which would definitely be a uh, a tandem with quarterback Eli Manning there in New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that would be hard to imagine. And a lot of these, uh, yeah, a lot of the teams I've been hearing have him being, you know, paired uh you know, paired with some like high powered offenses and I mean the with the Patriots, I mean it just seems that Brady is just so comfortable with that uh you know, that speedy little tandem of Hogan Hogan Edelman and uh Amandola and I don't know if they're going anywhere. Uh just doesn't a lot of a lot of these names that are linked to the Patriots just don't seem to be players that they necessarily need. So I'm just kind of guess you know, trying to guess what their uh, what their plot is with all of the, all of these signings, but you know, hey, I guess you gotta you know you gotta keep mixing things up, I guess.
0: Well, Tom, it's great you mentioned that because that wasn't all for the Patriots. There was even a rumor that came out, I believe, last week in terms of the Patriots and the Saints, because New Orleans is willing to look into trading their wide receiver, Braden Cooks and there was even a little bit of a rumor out there that the patriots offered the 32nd overall pick for the speedy receiver but the saints if they're going to trade Brandon Cooks they want a mid-round first pick not the last pick in the first round
1: uh yes i did hear that and i but i also think uh another uh another deal breaker in that was that the patriots wanted a later round pick also uh so yeah that was just not uh that was just not going to be happening. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, let alone the 32nd pick is I think just, it was two, three years ago. Uh, yeah, I think in the 2014 draft, uh, Brandon cooks, if I'm not mistaken, was, uh, was like it around like a, like a late teens, early twenties pick. So, uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely is, uh, you know, made a name for himself in, uh, in new Orleans, even though Drew Brees just seems to, uh, you know, just pick a receiver every single game and just decide I'm going to give this guy a 180-yard game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but Brandon Cooks definitely established himself as a, a very effective wide receiver. Uh, so the Saints definitely have uh, definitely have some room to, uh, you know, uh, get the mo get the most value for Brandon Cooks.
0: And the list of good wide receivers continues in free agency. Whether it's Terrell Pryor, who's available. Deshaun Jackson, Kenny Britt's name's been thrown around too. But how about Alshon Jeffrey, Tom, who is also a free agent. I don't think he'll go back to Chicago. I think he will move on. The last two seasons, this guy has dealt with bad quarterback play. A total of six touchdowns in the past two seasons. But when this guy's on the field and healthy, which has been a the theme of this show, this guy produces, and the two teams that you hear the most And both teams need more weapons on offense, especially the Eagles. They need weapons in the worst way. And then there's even talk that the Titans, a team that's on the rise. May look at Alshon and Jeffrey to team up with those young receivers, whether it's Rashad Matthews, the veteran underrated tight end Delaney Walker, and to go with the quarterback, Marcus Mariota.
1: Ah, uh, yeah you know i noticed with a lot of these uh wide receivers the eagles and titans uh seem to be uh you know kind of at the top of the list uh yeah the eagles are definitely hurting a little bit at wide receiver jordan matthews just hasn't really established himself as a number one and uh people are already starting to put the bust label on that nelson Al- Algar. uh i'm sorry i should have should have found out how to pronounce his name correctly but uh think i'm pretty close but he's uh yeah he's starting to uh even though it's only his second year he's starting to be kind of considered a bust just hasn't been hasn't been producing like the way uh the eagles would have liked uh but yeah and also the titans just uh just thinking of them uh adding another weapon uh that's just uh got to be very exciting in tennessee to go from having two horrible seasons to a winning season last year and really looking uh like they can compete uh, very seriously for the AFC South title.
0: So you mentioned it. Don't worry, Tom, you got the name right. It is Nelson Aguilar. You pronounced it right, but you're right. I mean, this guy's been a big bust. He's done nothing really, a total of three touchdowns in two years. Now, as you mentioned, he's still young, so there's still time for him to grow. But if you're the Eagles and their catch situation right now, they only have eight million, so it's not great. And they're going to need a lot more if they want to sign Alshon Jeffrey in for agency. But Tom, we can never overlook when you mention the tie ends, your love for Delaney Walker.
1: Oh absolutely. He's just uh yeah, he's he's something special. Uh you know, uh I also love the fact that he's a six foot tight end. I can't even remember the last time that there was a uh six foot tight end in the NFL that was as effective as him at least. Uh and usually in the NFL when uh Somebody's listed as six feet. That means with uh, with cleats on and a uh, and measuring at the top of the hair. So uh, he may actually be five eleven. But man, how effective is he? And uh, yeah, doesn't uh, definitely seems to be a favorite target of Mariota. And I don't see uh, too much slip from him uh, next year.
0: Now, Tom, we talked about the running backs that will be available. We talked about the great name of wide receivers. Now it's only fair. If we bring up the quarterback position and the top guy who's really not available, but there's been some rumblings about him, and that is Kirk Cousins, who for the second consecutive year, Tom, the Redskins have given the franchise tag to. And there was even this crazy rumor that came out, and we have to mention it because it was very, very interesting. The three-way trade where the 49ers would acquire Kirk Cousins, okay, the Redskins would acquire Tony Romo and the Cowboys would trade, actually would acquire draft picks. That seems like a trade that you would make in Madden, not in real life, but I thought it was pretty cool that that story came out, whether it was real or not about this rumor involving two big time quarterbacks going to different teams.
1: Oh yeah, that would definitely be a, uh, definitely be a legendary trade. And, uh, yeah, I know, uh, I think Kirk Cousins has made it uh kind of clear that if you know, doesn't stay in Washington he would love to uh you know team up with uh Kyle Shanahan out there in San Francisco. So uh yeah, we'll definitely see how that uh definitely see how that all plays out. And uh but yeah, I mean man, if uh the Cowboys in that whole deal could garner some draft picks, that would be pretty wild.
0: Oh absolutely. And as we know, Tony Romo is not going to be a Dallas Cowboy. He, either they trade him or they let him go. He will be on that team next year. And, Tom, the, really the ideal situation I see for Tony Romo has to be the Denver Broncos. I know you hear about the Houston Tech, but they already gave Brock Osweiler a big-time contract. Are they going to give Tony Romo a big-time contract too and have two quarterbacks making a lot of money? I'm not so sure about that. So I think Tony Romo will end up, in a Denver Broncos uniform, just like Peyton Manning did recently.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems to be uh, a very, very logical spot for him. Uh, I mean, a huge question is if, he, is if he could stay healthy. But uh, yeah, it would definitely give, um, give the, uh, you know, uh, a good quarterback for Paxton Lynch to learn under. You know, of course, Denver is thinking he could be the quarterback of the future. Probably not ready to go under uh, center for the entire season in two thousand seventeen. But yeah, definitely, uh you I mean definitely if history plays out itself in like in the past few years, could definitely see Tony Romo going
0: there. And Tom, that team again has to be mentioned one second, the New England Patriots, because there was talks that they are not going to trade backup quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, which I understand, listen, obviously you're thinking about a long term replacement for Tom Brady. But if Tom Brady plays another three, four years, you're just going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and not do anything when teams are desperate for quarterbacks and you actually might get a first round pick for a guy who's played only a few games.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that is, uh, that is very true. I mean, they might with the, you know, with being able to, uh, trade him because I think uh, maybe he has one more year left on his contract or is it, uh, or is was, or was his contract finished up, but I mean, they always have the option of trading him and, uh, you know, uh, maybe they're just keeping in mind that maybe Brady won't play three or four more years. Maybe, uh, maybe there is an announcement. Maybe I'm looking forward to it, that he's going to do one of those farewell tours like, uh, la, you know, Kobe Bryant, Derek Jeter and other sports. Uh, but yeah, uh, Yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, Brady, after throwing 460-something yards in the Super Bowl, you can't think uh, Brady's just ready to hang him up too soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just having Garoppolo on the lineup, I mean, and I'm not even sure if Garoppolo is capable of leading a 16-game season for a team. I mean, my gosh, how many games has he actually started in his career? Just like two. Uh, I mean, he's looked fairly impressive, but uh, kind of a big, Big gamble there, but considering that there are many teams that would just love to have him, uh, yeah, it seems seems a bit wasteful at the moment.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent next year at the age of only 26. But listen, what happens if the Cleveland Browns went to the craft and the Patriots and said, listen, we'll give you the 12th overall pick and some more for Jimmy Garoppolo? If you're the Patriots, that's not tempting for you to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and you get the 12th overall pick. I mean, Tom, when's the last time the Patriots, not that it really matters because they keep winning the Super Bowls, but when's the last time they actually picked that high in the draft?
1: Oh my gosh. I can't remember. Probably, uh, probably have to go back to the nineties and I'm not, uh, I'm definitely being serious probably in the late nineties. Uh, we will, we'll probably look that up after the show. Uh, but also you, the, I would actually think if the Patriots got traded that 12th overall pick for him, they would end up probably trading that for like seven seven more draft picks, uh, you know, later on, and then grab, uh, you know, you know future future Super Bowl MVPs like Malcolm Butler or something. Yeah, I couldn't if if they did get the 12th overall pick, I could barely imagine them staying in that slot.
0: Now, Tom, because Jimmy Garoppolo might not get traded, that means quarterback Mike Glennon. There's going to be more in demand in time. Whether it's last week or up until this morning, you're only hearing two teams associated with Mike Glennon, and that's the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. And I'll tell you something. When you hear about yesterday, and I don't blame Mike Glennon, but the Buccaneers were willing to pay him to be the highest-paid bag of quarterback in the National Football League. So I'm assuming it must have been around $9 $10 million, and he declined that. Mike Glennon is going to get paid. Whether you think he's a good quarterback or not, this guy's contract is going to be between, Tom, I would say $13 million and $15 million. It's going to be that high. And I even heard something today where the Jets, they might like Mike Lennon, but they might not go that high. And listen, I wouldn't mind him as well, but I don't think you can pay him that much. And I think in that case, you might as well let him go to Chicago and start for them. Because if you're the Jets and you got rid of all this cap space, are you really going to give Mike Glennon fourteen million dollars? I'm not so sure about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, wow, that's uh, I mean, that's pretty remarkable to make to offer him uh, that to be a backup. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a uh, definitely a great way to leverage himself when he talks uh, when he talks to other teams. Because yeah, I think the the price is set for him. Uh, I mean, granted, I don't understand it. I don't see. Uh, I just don't see him coming in and being a savior for any team. Uh, But uh, I mean, yeah, I have been wrong before, you know, there's just not much that has impressed me about him in the past, but uh, yeah, I kind of see him as like a situation, you know, Mm -hmm. just a, uh, uh, a gap stop quarterback or, uh, you know, or as like a solid backup uh, Mm -hmm. for any team.
0: Yeah. And what, and what you hear from the combine this past weekend, everyone thinks, he will end up in Chicago, so you never know. Obviously, with negotiations, but I think the Bears. It seems like they're going to be willing to go that high for Mike Glenn. So, of course, we we'll, we see how this will play out. But Tom, whether it's 14 million or 15 million, we're getting towards Brock Osweiler territory, who made 18 million last year for the Texans. Tech-
1: yeah, no, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, a lot of. Uh, You know, it just seems that, uh, you know, when a signing like that happens, it really does just set the market for everybody else. And, uh, you know, you're just going to, you know, if you think Brock Osweiler is going to be the only uh, quarterback getting like a ridiculous contract that makes you shake your head. It's like, no, that's just, that's just the beginning of everything.
0: Now, Tom, I mentioned the Cleveland Browns before. And of course that you're on a program we have to bring up the possibility of Tyrod Taylor possibly hitting the market and the Cleveland Browns are supposedly interested of course because they have so much cap space that's available to them. But Tom, as you mentioned to me before the program, the big day for the Bills to make that big time decision is by March eleventh at four o'clock. Are they gonna pick up that option for Tyrod Taylor and have him make around thirty million guaranteed or are they gonna move on? From their uh, quarterback, uh, Mr. T-Mobile.
1: Man, it's, uh, I just don't even know what to say at this point. I mean, this has been, uh, you know, pretty much since uh, week 17. This has just been a a real serious issue on my mind, and it just... uh, Nothing, nothing is clearer now than it is, uh, than it was then. Uh, I just keep hearing so much from both sides. Nobody, nobody's really talking. You just hear conflicting reports constantly. You know, one day it seems that uh, they're going to be, he, their bills are going to be moving on from him, which I completely don't understand if if that is the, uh, if that is the situation, it'll go down it as one of like my darkest days in Buffalo history. Cause I will just never get what the bills were thinking with that. Uh, and then I hear, reports that he's searching for real estate in orchard park just as soon as yesterday. Uh, it's at the point where I almost just can't take it anymore. I just want something to happen, Mm -hmm. but I almost feel, uh, I almost feel the bills, uh, are probably going to drag this out to the very last second. And, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely the Browns would be a, uh, you know, with all of that money, they could, they could pay him the Brock Osweiler money. Uh, but um, again, the question with the Browns is if, uh, despite what the Bills have done to uh, Tyrod Taylor, is he going to find a different situation in, uh, in Cleveland where uh, he's going to be dealing with a competent front office?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, Tom, because I heard the same rumors you did about Tyrod Taylor, and it's pretty simple. It seems like new head coach Sean McDermott wants to keep Tyrod Taylor as his quarterback, but the front office, GM Doug Whaley, They want to move on. But I'm just curious, Tom, and I agree with you. If you move on from Tyrod Taylor, what's the plan? Are you going to sign a veteran? Are you going to aim for one of these rookie quarterbacks? I have no idea because Tyler Tyler Taylor, he's not great. But, Tom, he is the least of the problems in Buffalo right now.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's actually, I think, one of the bright spots in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, two Pro Bowls in his two seasons in Buffalo, I just – I. I just don't get it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I've heard rumblings that, uh, you know, uh, Doug Whaley is really, uh, really impressed with Deshaun Watson, who good chance. I mean, just like, uh, just seeing how the quarterback thing plays out could be available at number 10. Uh, apparently they also like this Pat Mahomes out of, uh, Texas tech. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the last time, uh, Last time Whaley had a great feeling about a quarterback, it was EJ Manuel, and we all see how that played out. Granted, that was one of the worst uh, quarterback uh, quarterback classes in uh, recent memory, but uh, but yeah, just it still uh, still remains. And there are also rumors in Buffalo that, uh, you know, that it might be an ego thing with Whaley that he's. Uh, you know, Tyrod wasn't his, wasn't his guy. That was Rex Ryan's guy. And so he's just trying to find something wrong, uh, that he doesn't want to pay Tyrod and wants to start over with his own quarterback, which I think would just be a silly move. You want to win. We have a lot of the supporting cast to do it now. And I just, uh, I do not want to roll the dice with one of these quarterbacks. Maybe one could become a Dak Prescott or maybe one could become a Blaine Gabbert. You just never know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, You know, a lot of things are going to play out over the next few days, and I'm hoping it's over one way or another, just so I I can move on. I can either celebrate or mourn for a day and uh, look forward to the draft or free agency.
0: Well, especially, Todd, because you're going to be in Buffalo next week for the NCAA tournament. So along with watching the games and being there, the Buffalo Bills.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, there's a good chance that he could be in the arena watching it if he's still a Bill. You know, they always like to, uh, they always like a lot of the Bills and uh, celebrities in town. They love to show up for the, uh, the big events. You know, I'm sure uh, they'll be showing Kristen Leitner on the big screen there. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, it would just be great to uh, be in Buffalo next week and be able to celebrate uh, retaining a two-time Pro Bowl quarterback.
0: Now, Tom, the Bill's did make some small moves I believe yesterday getting with some guys and one of them is a kicker you mentioned that you thought they were not going to bring back in Dan Carpenter
1: yeah that was kind of a no-brainer there uh he is uh he missed so many extra points in the past two years the uh the change to 33 yards really affected him in a bad way and uh, just not as reliable as he was in 2014, where he was a pro bowl caliber kicker. So looks like we'll be starting afresh. I'm uh, curious if we'll be, you know, taking a, uh, taking a kicker in uh, you know, one of the later rounds, maybe like the fifth or sixth. However, the bills only have six draft picks this year. So uh, i I'm curious if they'll be able to waste one on a kicker, uh, or if they'll go the free agency route and maybe pick up somebody like Steven Hauschka, uh, which, you know, doesn't resolve the extra point problem, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, but yeah, I think it was time for Dan Carpenter to move on.
0: And you got rid of, uh, the slack cornerback, right? Robbie Coleman.
1: Yep. Nick, Nicole Ruby Coleman. That was a, that was a surprise on many levels. He was a very, uh, you know, very effective, uh, you know, backup cornerback for us. And considering it doesn't look like we're going to keep Gilmore, I was pretty shocked. I mean, out of our three, we had three defensive touchdowns last year and Roby Coleman had two of them. So yeah, he was definitely, uh, definitely a difference maker, uh, you know, quite a bit was actually a defensive player of the week one week. Uh, I was a fan. Um, but yeah, I think they wanted to clear some cap space and, uh, you know, uh, maybe we're going to be very active in the secondary and free agency and during the draft. Uh, I mean, there was definitely Roby Coleman. I was I liked him. He definitely made some big plays. Uh, big thing was is that he was five eight, uh, very undersized for a cornerback. And uh, you know, somebody's due due for an extension. You know, you may want to uh, maybe wanting to think uh, you know thinking elsewhere than giving an extension to a five eight uh, cornerback.
0: Well, Tom, we can make a deal here because listen, you need a kicker, right? And we need a quarterback. So why don't we exchange players? Why don't the bills sign Nick Folk to be their kicker? And then the jets will step in and sign Tyrod Taylor.
1: Uh yeah. I probably will pass on that, but who knows? Maybe that will end up the end of what happening, you know, and uh, I mentioned Auschwitz, I keep forgetting about Nick folk. It just seems hard to uh, imagine him as not in a jet uniform, uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Nick Folk is definitely uh, definitely a guy I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills pick up, but not at the expense of Tyrod, no way.
0: Well, maybe the Jets know something because, hey, listen, they don't want to pay Mike Glenn $14 million, so maybe they're thinking, wait a minute, if Tyrod Taylor becomes available – Maybe we'll give him that 14 million and let him be our quarterback. So you never know. It's gonna it's gonna be something to watch between now and when this actually happens by March 11th at 4 o'clock, the deadline where the Bills have to make a decision with Tyrod Taylor. Now, Tom, the NFL Combine took place or is still taking place, but this past weekend there were some interesting storylines that came out, and the first one is about Leonard Fournette. Now, obviously, everyone knows and they've been listening to this program for a few weeks now. I am big on the Jets drafting him if he is available at pick number six. And, Tom, the one thing I can say is I, could really, I really don't care about combine results. I really don't make that big of a deal about them. But I could care less how Leonard Fournette had one of the worst vertical jumps at the NFL combine. I do not care. And to me, that does not decrease his stock. Just because of a vertical jump.
1: Yeah, no, that shouldn't be a real uh too big of a deal when it comes to a uh, running back, you know, especially one like Leonard Fournette. I mean, you know, you're not you wouldn't be drafting him to be a Mike Tolbert, uh, you know, only running ball running balls from one yard out trying to jump over a line. Yeah, no. You uh you'd be looking for him to uh you know, make do the home run ball and uh which he's very good at. So yeah. I don't think the vertical jump is going too uh is going to affect him too much. The only thing is, is uh, I mean, before the combine even, I saw some people who had Dalvin Cook uh, possibly going ahead of uh, Fournette, but uh, I just don't see that happening. Fournette just seems to be one of the uh, like real elite running backs uh, kind of, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott was last year. And I think you'll see uh, Fournette will be the first running back taken off the
0: board. And how about a guy who will definitely be a top 10 pick and we brought this guy up's name before, and that is the Ohio State quarterback, Marshawn Lattimore, who was in the news yesterday because initially at the Combine, it came out that he hurt his hamstring, which obviously he has had a past injury concerns with that. But then Lattimore cleared up on Twitter and said it wasn't his hamstring, it was his hip flexor, and that he's all good. So obviously not the best timing for Marshawn Lattimore, a guy who's been injury concerns in the past with the hamstring. So Tom, hopefully for his sake, he's okay. But regardless, this guy will definitely be a top 10 pick.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely is looking that way. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like the worst nightmare for any, uh, you know, any uh, potential draft pick is for some injury to come out, you know, uh, within two months of the draft. Cause it's just kind of hard to shake that. And it can drop you quite a few spots, but I mean, as of now, Lattimore uh, appears to be the number one corner off the board. He'll probably be drafted after the two safeties uh, hooker and uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how that plays out. But poor guy, man, that's just uh yeah, you don't, you don't even want that implication of having an injury concern uh, heading into the draft.
0: Now, Tom, the biggest story from the Combine, and you have to be happy for him, but you also have to be a little disappointed, and that is the Washington wide receiver, John Ross, who had 17 touchdowns last year as a junior for the Huskies, because we all know by now, Tom, it was great, right? He broke Chris Johnson's 40-yard dash time with a time of 4.22. Chris Johnson's was 4.24. And then... We hear about this little promotion that Adidas offered that if he wore their shoes at the combine, that they would have given him his own island. I'm not sure why, but John Ross wore Nikes, so he broke the record. But, Tom, he doesn't get the island.
1: Wow, that is – I did hear something about that, and I was just like, what? Well, this just seems so – it just seems so uh, silly. But, I mean, man, that's uh, – I mean, I guess since he's – uh, I was kind of curious how like that effect that uh you know affects uh those college football like uh, regulations and everything, but maybe since he's finished with his college football career it doesn't it doesn't count but uh i mean yeah who wouldn't who wouldn't want their own island i mean depending on where it is but uh i mean yeah just to say you have an island for yourself is uh would be pretty amazing but uh yeah what a what an impressive uh, forty time he had, and uh that probably i mean he was looking kind of in like the late teens, early 20s in the draft, but that may, have, uh, that may have given him an extra boost in the draft.
0: Hey, how many times, man, have we seen results from the combine stock up, stock down? We can't forget about many years ago when the Raiders took Darius Hayward Bay. Wasn't he a top 10 pick? And they took a base mainly on speed, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the Raiders have done that uh, often in the past but the main the craziest thing was is that the uh, Raiders took him over uh, Michael Crabtree uh who was the you know absolute uh, gold mine wide receiver that year. Uh I mean end up, ended up that Crabtree wound up on the Raiders anyway in due time but uh, yeah that was kind of a that was kind of a shock and also you have to remember two I think it was just 2 years ago uh, everybody we were talking about it uh, so often was, there was a very, very little known offensive lineman from small Hobart college in, uh, upstate New York, uh, named by, by the name of Ali Marpet, who had, nobody had ever heard of. And, uh, he just smashed the offensive line, uh, record for, uh, for a 40 time. And I think it actually bumped him into the second round, uh, was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is actually doing pretty, uh, you know, making a name for himself there. Uh, I think he's been a starter his whole career and uh, yeah, they're very happy with his, uh, with uh, his performance up there, down there. That's what of my things up there oh, Tampa Bay's up from nowhere.
0: Yeah. Great story. When you hear stuff like that, how listen, a little thing you do at the, it could increase, your draft stock or whatever, but yeah, that's Tom, my man. Thank you as always for joining me this morning, going through all the buzz around national. League. Of course, our phones will be off the hook. Point today with all the rumors. Obviously, I will keep you up to date, you know, as soon as possible. But man, enjoy your trip, Buffalo. Enjoy all the games, and we definitely want to hear some stories.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. And thanks for having me. And, yes, we'll definitely be in touch this week.
0: Absolutely. Once again, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Murphy is at MurphyTB. Thanks for listening to the program. I know how much we appreciate it every single week. And, as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Skin Pundits with your host, Mark. And Thomas Murphy only on Blog Talk.